Welcome to episode number 27 of Maya Meadows with co-CEOs of the Maya Therapy Association Australia, Erin Baker and Tessa Zeria. Firstly, a quick introduction to me, your host for today. My name is Tanya Sprague and I'm a marketing and event synergy here at the Maya Therapy Association. It is my great pleasure today to talk to our co-CEOs and hear all the great plans they have for our wonderful association. I'm sure you know our next guest very well, but for those of you who haven't read your member communications of late, let me quickly introduce you to these wonderful women. Erin, who has been interim CEO since the 6th of November, is a Maya therapist, owner of Melbourne Performance Therapy, a lecturer at Endeavour College of Natural Health in Melbourne, editor of the ACE Journal and clinical Pilates instructor at Armature Pilates. Tessa is also a myotherapist and general manager of the Managing Myo, who joined the board in 2021 and was director and chair of the Professional Development Committee. A very warm welcome to you both, Erin and Tessa. Hello, Tanya. Hello, Tanya. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to jump straight into it. So, Erin, you yourself, you joined the MA board in 2021 and quickly moved into the role of chair. Tessa, you also joined in that year and moved into the role of chair for the Professional Development Committee. I'd like to understand why you both wanted to be a part of the board for your association back in 2021. And what led you then to apply for the co-CEO position? So, Erin, I'll start with you. What did you most enjoy as your time as a chair of the board? And what prompted you to take a more operational role within the organisation? Thanks, Tanya. I guess just sort of your first point, you know, why did why did I choose to join the board? I sometimes say that I was a little bit bullied into joining the board by my partner. Every night when we'd be doing the dishes, she'd be washing, I'd be drying, and, and I'd be like, and another thing? why aren't they doing this? Like, it just, <laughs> and I'd get really riled up and my partner would be like, you know what? Why don't you just join the board? Like, if you're that riled up, join the board, do something about it, stop chewing my ear off and here, dry this saucepan. So <laughs> I think that's sort of, you know, that's where I started. I, I was I was really passionate and wanted to see our association moving forward, see the industry moving forward and upwards. So that that's kind of how I how I found my way onto the board. And then becoming chair again, I sort of fell into it a little bit, slash pushed. But hey, you know, like that's all right. You land on your feet. And I got to say, even though I didn't necessarily go out going, oh yes, hundred percent want to be the chair. Once I found my feet in that role, I really loved it. I found it really inspiring to work with such wonderful people on the board and get to kind of know people and hear their thoughts and ideas and I really enjoyed sort of trying to for my own development trying to hear all of these voices from all of my board members and then go okay how do I consolidate all of these thoughts and become one voice that then can be the voice to sort of give our direction to our CEO or be the voice of the board, if you like. And it's sort of this really fabulous way to think about being the chair of the board is to sort of see, not that you're above everyone else on the board, you're sort of first among equals. So you are no higher than any other director, but you have to be the person that speaks for everyone. So I really enjoyed that just as a kind of personal development. And then, yeah, taking that more operational role Again, it was a little bit of a as-needed response when our previous CEO stepped down from her position. 
I hated the thought of the organization kind of just being without a leader. So it was a little bit of a, hey, how about I step in so that we can keep things rolling whilst we work out what our next step is. So that was sort of where I found my feet. And then once I sort of was filling the interim role, I started to enjoy the idea of, of the more operational side of things. And and here we are. Yeah, indeed. And I suppose, Tessa, did you have a similar experience in that being on the board, leading the committee, did you feel like there was more to do on an operational level or were you drawn to the role, you know, to work with Erin or, or for any other reason as well? Yeah, really good question. A similar reason why I joined the board to Erin. So I'm a Queensland-based member and obviously uh, with Myotherapy Australia being a very Victorian-based company because that's where we started and where obviously myotherapy is quite predominant, I always got really frustrated being like, why is there not things in Queensland? Why are we not advocating for our Queensland members? So I'm someone that's a little bit like, don't complain about it, just get out and help. So I was like, great, well, how can I be a Queensland member that's there to help? So that's why I joined the board and very quickly made it into the professional development committee, probably likely just due to my background in teaching. And yeah, similar in terms of moving into a more operational role into co-CEO. Although a practicing myotherapist, I've always worked really closely with other allied health businesses to be the practice managers or to help them with business mentoring. So it's certainly a side of business that always interests me and how we can be running businesses effectively, profitably, in a really easy way that's enjoyable for people. I'm very much that your work, whatever it is that you turn up to, should be a really enjoyable space for you to be in. So I always had a really strong interest in business to create that space that people went to for a very long part of their lives to make it an enjoyable and profitable part for them. So when Aaron was kind of like, hey, I think I'm going to put my hand up for this, but I don't want to do it on my own. Will you join me? I was like, ah, heck yeah, I will join you. Um, Erin and I have obviously worked together previously. I genuinely probably wouldn't do this if it was with anyone else other than Erin, um, because I know Erin really well. And we are very different people. We have very different skill sets. And I think that's what makes this really magical. And yeah, we very much trust each other in what we're doing. And yeah, certainly made accepting the role a lot easier having Erin as my partner to do that with so certainly I just have a strong interest in that area as well and you know there's always for me you can practice in your room as a myotherapist and have an effect on 25 30 clients a week or I can work as a CEO of an association and teach and train and advocate for the entire industry and I feel like I have more of a capacity to make change in the industry at that level. Well, that's a wonderful segue to my next question because I did want to ask you, in your new role, in your new position, is there any massive change that you want to see in our industry and what are you able to do now, not only for our industry, but then our members? Yeah, would you like me to take this one first? Oh, yes, please. This is such a loaded and enormous question. <laughs> yeah, we make it easy. <laughs> yeah. I love your bosses under pressure. Like, <laughs> we have like a 30-minute podcast, Tanya. I don't know if I can fit this in. <laughs> but look, it's really interesting. The myotherapy industry is at a really interesting part of, I guess, its development and its history that we have seen some changes come to our education portions in the pending of our bachelors. So um, we've got a change through there. But then we've also at this point where I think we've also got a very highly skilled workforce 
than what we have had previously as well that um, are really great for us to be able to advocate for to be up at a higher standard with our other allied health professionals along with exercise physiology, physio, chiro, osteopaths that our myos are increasing its skill at such a high rate which is so incredibly valuable to our industry but I guess what do I want to see as a change? And there are so many things. I think to start with, I'm a very um, dream big person. If you've ever worked with me, I like to just turn on up, rip the carpet out and put like a completely different flavor in just for fun to see what will happen. Um, but I think for me, bringing our association into being a modern brand and in a modern association is really important to start with, that we become a quite relatable association for our members we are up to date with current research, reform, and we give our members the benefits that they need in our modern society now. I think some parts of our industry can be quite lagged behind in research and in what we need as modern practitioners, not what our practitioners needed 10 years ago. So I think bringing the association up to that line and that standard that we really want for the association will be a priority to start with. And then we can start to tackle things such as education reform, provider recognition reform, whether it is looking at being independently regulated. But I think for now, like a lot of those things can't happen unless we can really step up to the plate with the same allied health practitioners. And that means that we need to show up being really modern, really relatable and really useful for our members as well. Secretly, deep down, I would love to hold all of the myotherapy practitioners across Australia. Uh, we obviously have a few different associations and I would love to hold the majority of them. So deep down, and I know Erin is exactly the same as me, we would love to hold the majority of myotherapy members uh, throughout Australia, purely just so we can actually, um, you know, work with as many myotherapists as we can and get as many of us unified in the same direction. So I think that's priority in terms of where I would like um, on top of, gosh knows, all the other things. How about you, Erin? Yeah, look, and this is why we're such great co-CEOs because I would echo every single one of those intentions and I'm the same. I'm a dream big. I'd rather be standing on the rooftop shouting, let's do this and people going, oh, I don't know how. I'm like, no, no, I don't care. Let's dream big and then we'll work it out. I agree. I want to see every single myo out there across Australia going, I'm a member with the Myotherapy Association and it's just a given. It's just a standard. Yep, of course I'm a member with the Myotherapy Association because I'm a myotherapist. For me, that's a key, key priority. And to be honest, I think it's great when members are with multiple associations. I think that's a wonderful thing, but I want to see us first and foremost. Yep, there's the Myo Association. That's who we're with. And then exactly from there, we can only grow. We can only have more people behind us and have a stronger voice in all of our advocacy projects, whether that's with the private health fund, whether it's with work cover, whether it's with TAC, or whether it's, yeah, as you said, Tessa, educational reform. And then beyond that, going, okay, how do we elevate our profession overall? Is it through a registration process? Is it through trying to get recognition from government, whatever that might be? So I think, yeah, we've both got big goals for the association, but starting realistically, starting small. Well, I'd further that with another question then, Erin. I suppose you've got big changes and big plans for the association and having even having a co-CEO was a massive shake-up 
for our association and something that's never been done before. So from a member perspective, Erin, what would you say to members about that decision and how you guys are working together as a team and what they can expect in the short term as well as the big picture pie-in-the-sky future of myotherapy? How, how is the pro-CEO role working for everyone here? Yeah, I think it's that classic two for the price of one. Like, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're getting, <laughs> like, when mum says no ask dad, is that what you're getting? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> In the office. Yeah. Erin said no, but Tessa said yes. <laughs> it's usually definitely the other way around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spend that money. It's fine. <laughs> No, I think, you know, as Tessa alluded to, like, we are both practitioners and we both have, like, quite different approaches to things, but we both meet on, like, key issues, on core beliefs, on intentions for the association. And so by bringing us both in to share the role together, we get sort of this, like, beautiful melding of all of these ideas and approaches and different viewpoints, but we're all speaking to the same goals. We're all speaking to the same intentions for the association. And I think the reality is that the CEO position of any organization is huge. It's a huge, huge thing. And particularly for an industry association, like we want a CEO that is a myotherapist, that is in the industry, that knows us. Right now, that I firmly believe that that's what our association needs. In the future, that might change. But right now, we need someone with industry knowledge that's there in the thick of it and kind of gets it, like gets all those little niggly things that practitioners, that myotherapists, you know, it frustrates them and prevents them doing their job. So by having two of us in the, the co-CEO role, we're enabling us to both be practitioners but then both be CEOs, hopefully avoiding a lot of that burnout that you can see in CEO world and, yeah, getting like that beautiful melding of multiple viewpoints but for the same goal. Yeah, I love that too for the price of one. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the future is definitely bright for our association. Let's let's just call a spade a spade. Tessa, I'd like to ask you as a teacher in your previous life, would you say that the future of myotherapy as a, as a whole, as a profession, is bright? Or would you say that um, the road is paved with challenges? Or would you say to new or current students that are considering myotherapy, what would, what would the advice that you give them be? What would you say to those, those students? Yeah, really good question because it's something that has come up quite predominantly in the last kind of 12 months as our bachelor qualification be on hold or suspended. But I think... What it comes back to, which I think is so important, is that there is such a large interest and voice and testimonials from our public for myotherapy. And it has such a place to be in our allied health landscape that I think it's a matter of not necessarily that our profession has not been I guess, needed there, that maybe it just hasn't been seen enough. And that is the issue that we're lying with at the moment. So I'm not going to be, uh, you'll find Erin and I are very pretty honest and upfront CEOs. I'm not going to lie to you. The, the 
the path forward is certainly not the yellow brick road. It does land a little bit down into maybe the south where we don't need to be, but there's certainly some challenges for us in, in coming up. But I think certainly with the team that we have at Myotherapy Australia now, the connections we have, the voices that we've been working on for quite some time, and our previous CEO has worked very hard on advocacy as well, that we are already in an amazing place to make some of these changes occur for us that we need to to make those steps forward. So things such as the branding of our industry, so Myotherapy Australia team as well as the board have been working for over 12 months now on rebranding of the industry of myotherapy and what that kind of looks like. And then how do we then sell that brand to the public, to our government, to our students, to our RTOs, which is really now where that needs to come on board. So I think that it may be we had bios who were doing phenomenal work, but no one ever saw us as a brand and what we were about. And then that then funneled back into the students who then were like, oh, we love myos. Let's actually get on board. Let's study that. And that's when we see drops in student numbers, which then see drops in within our, our education. So for us to be able to brand, get back out there on the awareness campaign, allowing students to know that this is a possibility for them to study and what career outcomes they have and what they look like, I think is really important for us to then move myotherapy ahead. So if you're someone that's thinking about it, we obviously have the advanced diploma of myotherapy that has been rewritten and is a phenomenal, uh, we rewrote it very well knowing that the bachelor was going to be um, suspended at the time. So it uh, we jam-packed as much as you possibly can into that, which is a really interesting uh, process. But hoping to keep that standard really nice and high. And I think for now, for the next few years, it's a really great opportunity for people that want to enter myotherapy as studying out advanced diploma of myotherapy or those that are interested in manual therapy. It may even be physio or exercise spheres or remedial massage that have a look at myo and see what it has to offer a little bit different than those other professions. This is exactly how I started there. I wanted to do physio and thought, yep, that'd be great. And then I was like, mm, don't really like hospitals, don't want to practice in them nor am I really about that care. I wanted something that looked a little bit deeper into what primary causes were, not just the secondary. And that's when I managed to stumble across Maya with a lot of a lot of digging to get there. So if you're thinking out in that um, health profession type of side of things, I encourage you just to see a Maya or, you know, chat to one or go and see on the um, open days or career days what it's about, because I think it has such a great opportunity for whether it's sporting teams, whether it's private clinics, whether it's pregnancy, whether it's geriatrics, it just has such a wide range for people to be able to expand in the directions that they want to go into. And both Erin and I are kind of Pilates instructors, Mayos and CEOs from that profession. So yeah, it's certainly got some challenges ahead of it, but I think we have some pretty clear plans about what needs to happen and we're in the space to be able to provide those now as well. Wonderful. I suppose as we finish up for today, I'm going to ask you both for one piece of advice for all of our, the myotherapist members of our associ of your association. What do you want them to know about the staff and the leadership and the education moving forward? Just a takeaway, Erin, we'll start with you. Uh, sure. I guess taking away that from our our team at the Myotherapy Association, we've got a fabulous team at the moment. Our association manager, Madeline, is one of the most empathetic people that I have ever met. And if you have a problem that you need help with, our team, Madeline and our administration assistant, Nova, they are your first port of call and they are a wealth of information. So 
I think that our team is really eyes on our members and have that really strong um, member-centric focus at the moment. We have sort of both, as Tessa mentioned, like both of us in the CEO role, but we're building on all of the work that's gone before us. So by no means is it a throw it all out and start again. We're building, yeah, and it's almost we're in that sort of stage when the kettle's boiling and it starts to make that low rumble and you know that, oh, yeah, we're gonna it's going to be boiled soon if the kettle's going to sing in just a second. That's where we're sitting. We're sitting in that low rumble at the moment. And Tessa, what would you say? Yeah, I think for our members, I just encourage you to get involved with your association and reach out to your association and give feedback. Like that's what we're here for. We're very relatable and approachable people, all of our staff. And we're really here to, I guess, serve our members. That is our job. We're here for you as members and what you need. And it's really important for not only Erin and I, but all of the staff that we have now to be providing an association and benefits that's really worthwhile for practicing myotherapists. So I encourage you to, you know, like get involved in the events that we have, reach out to our staff that we have. So we are able to direct the association in a way that is helpful for our members, because at the end of the day, you are the guys that keep this moving for us. So we are really approachable. We're all here. And I'm super excited, the same as Erin, that we have staff that are incredibly talented in the roles that they have. And all of us, I feel like, are on such a unified path forward. So, yeah, really keen to see that. And, you, you know, all of us are here, able to be accessed and have a chat with us about things and what's coming up. And all, all of the team is just so incredibly helpful. So, yeah, that's probably my advice, I would say. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for being with us today, ladies. I know you are very, very busy. From a personal note, I'm so excited to stand with you um, and help create this real change and provide more value to our, the members of our organisation. So I'd like to say thank you very much. I'd also like for everyone there, we as a team would like to take this opportunity to uh, formally launch this year's Myotherapy Awareness Week. So running from the 15th to the 19th of May, this is a new team, a new initiative, and it's sure to offer a range of wonderful events and resources to you, our members, and the wider therapy profession. So visit our website, register for the free events that are coming up. There's opportunity to hear from us as a team, Tessa, myself, Madeline, as we present the future plans for our association. So I urge you to visit our website and uh, register now. And remember to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast if you enjoyed today. Follow us on socials for upcoming professional development and events coming to your area. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned for our next podcast at Maya Madeline.